Hello and welcome to Weebspawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello Bobby, glad to be doing another episode. And although it's not spooky season anymore, we are going to be talking about the indie game Phasmophobia. And as always, spoilers ahead. Phasmophobia is an indie survival horror game that was developed and published by Kinetic Games. It was released for early access on the stream on the Steam Store on September 18th of 2020 for $14. The game page was actually activated 6 months earlier in March and the trailer was released 3 months after that. But it was officially released on September, so it had a little bit of time to uh, get going. The game supports normal gameplay as well as VR support to really immerse the player into the ghost hunter position. The game has received many major updates, bug fixes, as well as improving the gameplay and additional maps. Despite these improvements, this game is still only available in early release. They haven't gone full publish yet but the sole developer of the game d nighter states that they plan to make the game go on official release sometime in the year 2021 so this year they also state that for a future goal for the game's development is to develop it for the oculus quest that is the standalone vr headset unfortunately for playstation users there's no plans to bring the game to the console and unfortunately, we have not had the privilege to play it in VR yet. We've only played it for PC. However, I would love to play this game in VR. Yeah, I think VR would be a really cool experience because you would just be so immersed into the ghost hunt and it would feel so real that anything you do is going to really put your nerves on edge. And I feel like it would give us just a brand new experience. I mean, it already gives you, like, that on-edge feeling where we'll talk about a little more, but I'm just imagining, because I've played a couple of VR things, like, even just Beat Saber, like, you really get into it, like, you actually feel it, and I'm just imagining playing Phasmophobia, where you have to personally open the doors, the ghosts come out at you, oh my god. Yeah, it'd just be too real, like, it would be amazing. Oh, I can't wait. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Phasmophobia is an online co-op game that supports up to four players. You play as paranormal investigators that must use their array of high-tech ghost hunting equipment and look for clues within the building to discover what type of ghost you're dealing with. So, mix between Ghostbusters and Scooby-Doo. But, you have to be quick. And identifying the ghost because if you spend too much time in the building, you are risking your life. So you can actually die in this game. But all it does really is you lose everything you brought. So that can be a lot of money. Yeah, and once you go to higher levels, that money... Because you have insurance in the game, which we might talk about a little bit later. But when dying is a lot more... Uh, detrimental in the higher levels rather than a lower level. So you got to be careful. 
Also, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% sure if it's been proven. I know multiple sources have said it, but the longer you actually stay in a location, the more aggressive the ghost gets. I would imagine just because the ghost's aggression or hunt level is directly related to sanity level as well as I think they have an aggression meter. So that is... uh, the longer you stay, the more likely that will increase. It does make a lot of sense. Plus, trigger words and everything you're constantly mm-hmm. saying will probably, like you said, the aggression meter. Probably the ghost is finally like, just get the fuck out yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> so, like we stated, Phasmophobia is in its early release, and it was since September. This was a pretty risky move for an indie de- indie company because September through December is a really hot time frame for AAA game studios to release their games. It's just in time for Black Friday and holiday sales, so many indie games get drowned in the sea of AAA. So releasing it during this time is a huge gamble. It just happened to work out really well for Kinetic Games. In fact, this was probably the best choice of action for them due to it being spooky season creeping up and kind of getting the vibe going for people as well as the second wave of covid hit so people were in the mood for horror games and they just so happened to be locked up at home with nothing but accrued boredom this combination is was a recipe for success for phasmophobia and honestly if they released it sooner or later I don't know if it would have had such success. I think they just released it at the perfect time period that they could have. Yeah, because it wasn't at Halloween when everyone was already playing it. It was, like, right before when people, like, started looking Mm -hmm. for it. Not to mention, it's different. It is different vibe compared to, like, a lot of other horror games like that don't rely on what's been coined as like the Slenderman formula mm-hmm. where oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you look for something and then there's like just jump scares to everything. No, like you actually have to search and like Phasmophobia gets the atmosphere perfect too. So I think it was at the right place at the right time. Right. And the success also came from, like you said, it didn't follow those formulas, those typical formulas that people throw out because Those games have replay value because you can never truly beat them. I mean, you can, but it's very difficult. So you just, one more time, one more time. This one, each game is relatively short, as well as you're immersed in this experience looking for clues. So the anxiety level is building slowly, which is perfect for a good, successful horror game. You want the anxiety level to slowly build up till it's like tipping. It's at the tipping point. The the pot's boiling over. You're really anxious and then right when you think something might happen it does or it it stops like it doesn't happen (laughs) and then you calm down a little bit and then it happens this game is perfect for that because they have so many points in the game where you think shit's about to happen but you never truly know when so it's just a perfect formula for success as well as being different from all the other horror games and we can't just say the success was just from that. Not saying, like, that wouldn't have helped by any means. It obviously helped it, like, skyrocket. But 
It also came to a lot of success from the influence of popular Twitch streamers and YouTubers. As a lot of people may know in this day and age, Twitch, YouTube, I forget what the other streaming platform was, but a basically a lot of streaming has become popular nowadays, especially for horror games because there are plenty of people who like watching horror games, but maybe not necessarily play them themselves. Or they don't have, like, this is a more, I think is a lot more fun with friends, not saying you can't play it solo, but they may not have a full squad to play with people. So it's, again, a game people would be willing to watch. And so with a lot of popular Twitch streamers doing it, this helped gain a lot of traction in such a short amount of time. Which is why Phasmophobia was one of the top five most viewed games in October with a peak of 86,000 active players on October 10th. And you have to remember, this was fighting against Fortnite, League of Legends, all these other games that Minecraft, Among Us, Among Us that have already kind of like had a stable thing. Well, maybe Among Us is also like up there with Phasmophobia, but... It was already like a stable thing people were doing, but because of everything we accumulated, the horror aspect, it being spooky season, all this stuff, it was able to peak and then it actually became Steam's top selling game all the week of October 18th. So all this adds up, but the thing you have to realize is even with all this popularity, it wouldn't have gotten that far if it wasn't if it didn't have a good foundation, as we kind of mentioned earlier with the creepy atmosphere, the different take on the horror genre and everything like this, it's like it all just worked out and it literally was at the right place at the right time. Yeah, and the, the procedural generation, not generation, but the procedural placement of ghosts along with the different styles of ghosts really add to the replay value. Whereas certain games like Among Us with only three maps really doesn't give you a whole lot of replay value. Like, yes, it's very popular. It does have replay value for sure. But you're playing the same thing over and over again, but you know where everything is. You know what everything's going to be. Whereas this game, the rooms change, the ghosts change, the interactions change. You never know when you're going to be attacked, when you're not going to be attacked. So it all comes down to how different each playthrough is. And even with like a game like Fall Guys, that was extremely popular for a few months during the beginning of COVID. And it's slowly dying out now, I think. And it's just you're playing the same things over and over again. This one just gives you that anxiety every single time. And of course, it does dull a little bit. I found that um, the horror is getting a little dull. I'm not as scared, but I'm still getting a lot of enjoyment out of this game. So they just, I don't know, they have this game that just was so well made that it lets you continue to enjoy it even after heavy gameplay like we've played. And we're not just, like, we're not just trying to rip on Among Us or Frog Guys. No. If you guys enjoyed that game, by all means, like, we we still play it. Like, even though we, we're ripping on it, we still play it from time to time. Right. So don't get us wrong, but... We just think out of those, like, Phasmophobia has a formula that it's still going... Kind of like how you said, when I first played Phasmophobia, if you guys haven't played it or haven't seen anything, 
you're out in your van and everything's fine. The moment you step into the house, the whatever map you're in, the moment you step in, all of a sudden, all the sound goes away and all you hear is this dread music. Well, and it's, it's when more like I white noise rather than music. Yeah. And when I first played it, immediately like I watched them watched him play it a few times. I was like, oh, like it sounds creepy, but you don't actually experience it until you play it yourself. And I kid you not, the moment the change happened, I felt my heart race. Like it I was that scared just walking in on my first time. Now it's like Yes, like it still gets me that feeling, and I'm like, oh, okay, like it's real, this is happening. But I'm, I'm not like I don't shake when I get in there because I'm absolutely getting used to it. But it's still, I love that atmosphere because no matter what, anything that happens, that atmosphere just adds to it. Mm-hmm. One thing that phasmophobia does really well to add to a sense of realism that really gets you in into the gaming experience it adds a a very unique set of maps that put you in places that are familiar to most people but in a setting that is dark and creepy naturally so for example you may be investigating a house in just a very suburban area just a nice home but you're investigating in the middle of a thunderstorm at night so houses not scary on their own but given a dark setting with a storm brewing, it starts to add to the creep ambiance and makes your investigation a little more on edge. The player has a selection of maps that they can choose from. A few small maps that are houses that range from single-story homes, street homes, to a three-bedroom farmhouse with an attic. Or a, three, a three-story farmhouse, including the attic. They also have some media maps that include a high school and a prison, which can be kind of creepy on their own. So then adding the night factor and the rundown factor because the high school is abandoned really adds to the ambiance. And then they finally have a large map that is an asylum, which is probably the most difficult map just because of how massive the size of it is. And I feel like the jump from the small maps to the media maps was kind of a huge jump in reference to the size of the homes. The bedroom, the few bedroom houses were very small until you jump up to the high school where you have maybe 20 plus rooms per floor and there's two stories. So it's just, it was a really big jump and I think it would be nice if there was something more in between. But either way, they're still really fun, except the Asylum's not as fun to me just because of how massive it is. But they're still really fun maps, and they add a creep factor that's really great. The Asylum I still get lost in. That <laughs> that one's a, a little confusing to me. But, yeah, I agree. Going from, like, the Tanglewood Street House, which is, like, your... Literally, like, your everyday, like, middle-class house that has... A dining room, kitchen, a garage on the first floor. Then you go up and it's like two bedrooms and a bathroom to a high school. It's like, oh, that's small to a medium. But then like going from high school to asylum, it's like um, both of them have two floors. Both of them have like 20 plus rooms. The 
asylum, like, the high school maybe had, like, let's say actually, like, 15 rooms. Well, no, probably 15 rooms on each floor. And then the asylum has, like, 20 rooms on each floor. So it's, like, the jump from small to medium is a lot bigger comparatively than to medium to large. So I do wish they either had, like, a map to, like, fix that or they move, like, high school to a large map instead. Yeah, even just, like, a map that would bridge the gap between the street homes and the high school would be nice, just, like, a a nice in-between. That's also, like, we were kind of hinting at, there's a possibility for future maps, including a sewer or a hospital being added. Because on this information actually comes straight from Kinetic Games' website, where they have a sentence, they say, directly on there, saying... The game will offer several locations during early access, which you can expect to hunt ghosts through houses, prisons, sewers, and hospitals, with more to come. So I think it's safe to say that maybe it's not out right now, but it's definitely going to be a possibility of like maybe that's how you bridge the gap and maybe those are going to be like larger or smaller comparatively. But honestly, I think even if they had to add like a few extra rooms to make high school a large map, I think they should. Because prison, I could see it being a medium map because there, like, yes, there's an upstairs, but there's only like one way to go up there, and there's only what like one or two rooms. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like as extensive as the asylum and the high school, which is like a whole floor, and then like the high school is the exact same thing. But above, just like any other like normal high school. So I think, if anything, they should add a few rooms maybe to the high school that you can explore. Or like even add a basement. Because my, what was it, my middle school, had a basement that had like three or four rooms. Add that and then move it over to a large map. Because I think it is so big that the jump from a small to medium with high school is just See, pretty I big. Think- I would disagree with your recommendation. I think the high school doesn't need increased rooms because I already find it big enough as well, especially with the whole middle section upstairs. It's just massive. I would prefer more medium or a slightly smaller than medium size maps only because the, the movement speed of the game is very slow. So the large maps tend to overwhelm me at least they overwhelm me with the amount of time it takes to search it just because you can't move that fast so if there were more medium size or slightly less than medium size maps I think it'd be perfect because of the movement speed personally and a sewer system would be fucking sweet to explore and so creepy that would probably be I that would definitely be either medium or large if I yeah. had to. A hospital would be large too. Yeah, I feel I like the hospital will be like the assailant, uh, the asylum. Yeah, like, I feel like it'd be three or four floors. Yeah, maybe like smaller, as in like not as many rooms on each floor, but definitely more stories. Mm-hmm. Which would definitely be interesting. Yeah. So no, no ghost hunter. Is complete without their equipment 
If you want to communicate with the great beyond, you really need to get the right tools. Luckily, after each, each successful hunt, you're rewarded with some money, depending on how many objectives you completed and how many photos you, you have taken. And the more money you make, the more items you can purchase. And some equipment is far simpler than others. For example, one of the simplest items in the game is probably just a simple notebook that the ghost can write in and give you demonic symbols or maybe even creepy words <laughs> like you can't run or die. And it's pretty simple, but it's a good source of evidence. And there are a few more advanced items, such as the parabolic microphone that can hear the smallest of sounds from a great distance away that will help you find the ghost a little bit easier in those larger maps. So they have a good selection of items and I, we don't have to go through all these because there's a shit ton of them. But a lot of them are really cool but add a little bit of creep factor like the spirit box is just a little box that you have on. It has this little white noise staticky sound and you ask it questions. And depending on what type of ghost you have you might get a response back in this weird robotic voice and when you're walking through a hallway asking some questions and you say are you friendly and you just hear die kind of <laughs> adds a little bit of a uh, spook to it it's kind of a it adds spook factor and then it's like once you play it enough sometimes it can be kind of funny but because like just yesterday when we were playing i was using the spirit box and i was like where are you here and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I yeah. dropped the spirit box like right away. I was like, "Okay," I'm like, "I'm out." <laughs> okay, I'm done. Or if it's like, we're we're just chilling and talking, and uh, it's like, "Where are you?" Far. Well, that's not scary. You're not even close to me. Why would I be scared? Or there was one time I forget what we were doing. We just I think we were just trying to gather evidence. Like we weren't even trying to ask the spirit box questions. We're just kind of talking, and all of a sudden we hear it say, kill. And we're like, okay, and we, like, yep. immediately everyone stopped what they were doing and just left the room. That's how powerful the spirit box can be sometimes. Right. It definitely adds this, this sense of anxiety depending on what response you get and what the mood in the room is at the time. Like, if you have a bunch of shit getting thrown around or the car alarm's going off, or you're just in general, like... Oh my god, it just breathes on my ear. What are we gonna do? We have to go. And then you hear die or kill, and it's like, oh shit. Which one of us doesn't want to kill? Yeah, that's when it's time to pack up and just kinda head out, because we're like, mm, maybe we angered it at the a little too much. <laughs> but what is all that ghost hunting equipment for? Well, it's in the name. To hunt the ghosts. And what's m the most important part of the game is the selection of ghosts to hunt. Each game is, every time you start like each new hunt, you get a different type of ghost. Obviously, it could randomly generate, and if you're being technical, yes, you could run into the same ghost twice in a row. But going off of that, each ghost has their own unique type of clues that you must find in order to identify them. And only after finding all three clues are you able to tell what ghost ghost you are hunting unless you mess around and play with it because there are different challenges like i said technically speaking there is other ways but anyways <laughs> the difficulty is finding the clues before the ghost hunts you and kills you each ghost has their own specific ways to hunt you and they only attack if you're alone or maybe with a group of people 
Maybe with the lights are on, maybe with the lights are off. Maybe you have to just say its name once and it will instantly kill you. Who knows? The other part that makes this difficult is the hunt phase. So, and the easiest difficulty, which I believe is called amateur, you have five minutes before the ghost is able to kill you. On intermediate, it's two minutes. And on professional, you have no countdown. It's just like, as soon as you walk in there, the, go the ghost could be waiting for you and just pick you up and kill you. Obviously, I don't think that's ever happened besides maybe in beta, but regardless, it technically is a possibility. And one thing when you start out each way, it gives you on your van, you have a whiteboard that has objectives to help you like get money. It could be like use a crucifix, get a motion detector from the ghost, capture a photo of the ghost. But it will also tell you if the ghost prefers you to be alone or in groups. However, with a recent update, they actually got rid of that for professional. So in professional, you won't know if it likes you alone or in groups. So you may think it's better to stay in a group, but then that may cause the ghost to appear where if you're alone, the ghost may not like you as much, which I think is a little weird that a ghost would prefer groups over alone. But I mean, hey, maybe the ghost was an extrovert and really likes people. <laughs> yeah, so... I think from our experience, because we played this game heavily when we first started playing, it was really fun because we had so much anxiety built up. We were getting the hang of the game, trying to figure out the best ways to go about hunting these ghosts. I think personally, I no longer get the anxiety that I used to because this game was probably the first game that actually got me scared for a long time I played for a long period of time and I was still getting scared from this game now I've kind of the the scaredness the fear has died down so I go in and just have fun with it taunt the ghost a little bit but it's definitely still really fun to play especially since you never know what type of ghost you're gonna get it's almost like they have they have a specific mood because you'll have spirits that are super aggressive, but then you'll have some demons that never want to attack you. And it's kind of crazy because demons are supposed to be the most aggressive ghost in the game. But it's just, it's fun because you get this brand new interaction with your friends based on who they're attacking or what's going on with it. So it's just such a fun game to play with people. And I think you get the most out of it when you are playing with someone because you get to see the reactions or you can even spook your own friends with closing a door really hard if they don't know you're right there. It's just we have so many fun stories to tell because of the, the type of gameplay it gives. Also, I just love the fact that even though we play it a lot, I, there's a lot of times where, like you said, we'll go in, taunt the ghosts and everything. But the immediately after the first hunt phase, we're like, okay, we immediately toned down. Like, we just okay. got put in a place and we're just like, okay, maybe we shouldn't start calling this person a pussy-ass bitch. And we should just, like, calmly try to figure out some other things. Right. Except when it's, like, the last objective is, like, get a crucifix. And we're like, all right, come on, bitch, show yourself. We need, we need the money. Or when it's just a particularly tough ghost to hunt and we only have one piece of evidence and then somebody dies and we're like, oh shit, we can't just pack up and leave. We have to hunt this ghost. 
So then we go back in, we find another piece of evidence, and then someone else dies. And it's like, oh my god, we're just guessing. Let's get out of here. We can't do this anymore. I love the fact that it's always when there's two people left that we always leave. We never go into the last man standing. I don't... I don't think we've ever done that unless it was like accidental where we were trying to like get out. But as far as I played it, I've only done it where it's always been like two people left and we're like, okay, let's just guess based on this. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone for three people dead. We should do that as a challenge. We have to stay until every piece of evidence is found and and every. There is a challenge like that. Yeah, I know. I feel like we normally try to, but we've never actually needed to go that far. Yeah, I think it, the challenge, I think, is called, like, no escape. You must bring, like, all your equipment in, and you can't leave the house until you have all three evidence. Which could be very difficult if one of the pieces is ghost orbs. But I think I have played this um, challenge, and I was usually the guy on the trailer looking for the orbs. But um, Yeah, I think the, I think the hardest case we ever got was actually... The one where we thought it was a demon, but it turned out to be a spirit, was in the asylum when it was in that room, like right underneath the stairs. Do you remember that one? Yeah. It was like literally every time we got near that room, it went in hunt mode. And after you died, and was it Corey with us or Alex? I don't remember. It's, we played a lot of games. <laughs> I know it was with four people because whoever whoever was our fourth person, they died, then you died, and then it was just me and Tay, and she was in the room because she was trying to get see if we could get ghost orbs because we had, like, I think we had one evidence, which was ghost writing, and that was it, and so we were just trying to find evidence, and literally every time I, like, walked near that room, it would go in hunt mode, and so I had to go back, hide in the room, wait for it to be over, and then, like, I would go there, and immediately it would go into hunt mode. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, is there no cooldown? Like, is this person that upset? (laughs) And eventually it just got to be, like, almost unplayable at that point because, I mean, I also was probably due to the fact that I had no sanity, but I was like, every time I would approach it to try to find evidence, I couldn't. It would go into hunt mode, so I was like, all right, I'm just leaving and I was like, Taylor, do you want to try? And she's like, nope. And I was like, all right. We're like, we got ghostwriting. And I was like, we're like, demon constantly attacks. I was like, oh, it has to be that. So we're like, we were pretty confident it was a demon. And then we locked it in, packed up our bags, and it was like, it was a spirit. Which, if you don't know, spirit is supposed to be like the most basic of basic. Doesn't have any like pros or cons to it. And it was just like, you're telling me it attacked five times in a row and it was a lousy spirit? Yeah, that's always extremely tough because you think you can tell it what the ghost is just based on their personality and their specific traits. And it just completely throws a loop for you. And it's that's how I don't fully understand the code of this game, but it also adds for a little little challenge. I do like it. Like, obviously, there are going to be, because of how, like, random it is, there's obviously going to be stuff like that where things may not go according to what you think is going to happen. But like you said, that makes it so it's like, oh, 
and a ghost throws like three things in the first five minutes. You're like, oh, poltergeist, done, pack up, let's go. Like, obviously, if you want to do like a speed run, you could do that. Right. But I'm glad that sometimes it could throw things and you could be like, oh, it's a poltergeist. And then you find an evidence like that's not one of the three things that for like a poltergeist, like, I don't know, a spirit box or something. And I don't know if a the spirit box is part of the things but let's say it's not and then you're like oh it's not a poltergeist so now you're like oh crap now what do we do right one of my biggest pet peeves of the game i have two pet peeves one of them is when we are in a large map and the ghost is a hallway ghost oh my god because that means they could spawn anywhere in the hallway and typically anywhere in the hallway i think sometimes it likes to spend time around a specific area but with the new updates i don't know if that's necessarily the case but it's so hard to pinpoint where the ghost is so it's very difficult to find evidence because they don't ever spend time in the area you're looking so that's my biggest pet peeve and i kind of wish they would change it or at least narrow down where he'll spawn because it's just so difficult when you're trying to get ghost writing or you're looking for um, spirit box or EMF because you have to be in the immediate vicinity for those to work. So it's just so hard to figure out what exactly you're looking for. And then you leave with one piece of evidence and you're like, I have no clue what this piece of shit is. Yeah, that could get a little annoying. I feel like, though, the reason sometimes it is a hallway ghost and stuff is... It's trying to force you to use, like, different equipment, like the parabolic microphone, and maybe actually, like, walk around with the spirit box and EMF to actually find the spirit than just leaving everything on the floor like we normally do. Which would be fine if our walking speed was a little quicker. That's true. Because it's, like, the hallway in the school where it wraps around the entire school, it's a little more difficult. Because, like... For example, yesterday, we were just playing in the high school, and we found a spot that was freezing temps. We spent, like, five minutes there, and then eventually I died, of course. But we spent time looking for evidence where this ghost is, and then we find out the ghost moved all the way to the opposite end of the hallway. And that was a quite a quite a trek to get there, and it would have taken us forever to figure that out just with using regular equipment. So. Yeah, because then immediately once we found that spot, we found, like, all the evidence, yeah. and we're like, okay, time to go. Yep. <laughs> I think... I feel like they either need to add some new equipment or improve some of the other ones, because, like you said, the parabolic mic, maybe we're supposed to be using that more in, like, the asylum, like you said, and everything, to help like locate and everything for like how big that map is but i just feel like even with that like for one the infrared sensors i don't think we've ever used like i've tried to use it a few times to like see it because what it does is whenever something walk past it it shows a like a light that comes on i would like it if maybe like, if you use that, maybe during a hunt mode, if a ghost walks past it, it, like, gets blinded for a moment. So, if you're trying to run away from a ghost, 
and so like you're in hunt mode now and like you can't find a room but you're like oh you're in this hallway and you know you set up a, a sensor here you could go past it and so when the ghost goes past it it like for maybe only literally like a second it like freezes just to give you enough time to go hide and then it's like or it makes it so if it sees that light it will instantly not target you for that second so you can go get out of its line of sight so then it's like oh okay now the ghost is still going to try to like find whoever's closest yeah i've seen some twitch streamers where they do no evidence runs where they use that to see how fast the ghost is moving which will help you determine if the ghost is getting faster when it gets close to you and not or not and um that's really clever way to use it i don't know if that's the intention of how it was supposed to be used but i feel like that takes a lot of effort and more effort than i'm willing to put into a a map that's going to take us 15 minutes to get through but i don't fully know if that's the correct way to even I, using them yeah because again like with motion sensors or sound sensors we we've hardly ever used any sound sensors and the motion sensors we practically only use when we have the objectives i would like them to see because i think those are good equipment and it would make you like make someone want to stay in the truck then because then they can look for cameras they can actually use the video cameras and the tripods again another equipment we hardly ever use unless you're doing like a no equipment run maybe that's the intended purpose of it it's like it just gave you this equipment so if you want to make it harder you can but like if you're not a twitch streamer why would you want to spend 50 minutes on one map using all this like other equipment when you can spend 15 minutes on this map using like the standard emf the starting items get done get money do another one get done get money almost complete three hunts right before you get to the final one and doing like all the other stuff like there's no there's no payoff right yeah, and that leads me to the other pet peeve that I talked about earlier that I forgot until just now is because we were talking about how long it takes to complete certain hunts. There are some hunts that take forever because the ghost just refuses to attack. And I don't really know what we're doing wrong at some points because sometimes we'll sit there and antagonize the ghost alone and together as groups and or not. And the ghost just refuses to attack. And that's one of the biggest things that's a pet peeve of mine because... We just, sometimes you can't get objectives or evidence without a little bit of manifestation or a little more aggression as the ghost. And sometimes it's just fun to go into hunt mode and hide from them. So I don't know if that's just something that is just going to be a random chance or if they want are going to fix that eventually. But that's one thing I'm, uh, I don't like about the game at points. Before anyone says anything, we... The incident, I'm pretty sure I know one incident you're talking about if it's about from like yesterday. Mm -hmm. We did do it alone. We did it together. We did it with lights on. We did it with lights off. We did about every scenario you could think of because we were actually playing that map without flashlights. We were using UVs and candlelight only. And we even got dirty water. We knew where it was. We had a voice box and it kept saying, here, here. And we're like, show yourself and the highest activity we got was a four yeah we were using like 10 means hunt mode so if you know anything from zero to 10 we got a four was the highest 
Yeah, and it was frustrating because we would use all the trigger words or most of the trigger words that would were known to increase aggression. It just would not fall for the bait. And it's like we're using candles only so we can have a creepier experience and he's just not showing up. I know the one time like we want like an aggressive ghost like throw stuff uh, jump scare us and like all this stuff we had the most doctile goat and it wasn't even a shade which is known to be like the shyest of ghosts and it wasn't a banshee either because I believe banshees are will be less aggressive near crucifixes because we were trying to get that challenge done so it wasn't any of those ghosts that like wasn't affected by crucifixes wasn't affected by lights wasn't a shade so we're just like why the hell won't you come up freaking barbara johnson if you're in the afterlife and you hear me screw you <laughs> yeah but i guess our um critique should be taken with a grain of salt just because it is a new game it's only been out for four months so and it's made by one person so being made by a single developer is a hugely impressive feat especially with how popular this is the creator is trying to take into account everyone's concerns all the bug fixes on top of new experiences that he wants to or they want to add i don't know if it's a guy or a girl it's just a huge task to take on as one person so i guess i can deal with a few ghosts that are a little shy at times with how impressive this game is with just one developer and yeah, 100%. Like, we may be ripping on of it, but honestly, what we're talking about is very few experiences here and there. The reason why we haven't talked about a lot of other ones is I'm saving some stuff for a few things we're going to be talking about next. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this, like I said, is mostly just the random, it's the random encounter rate or whatever he has for the coding for, like, how aggressive the ghost can get. And like we said before, we had a spirit that was incredibly aggressive, which was fun, but it was also a little annoying. But there's been so many times where we've had a lot of jump scares, like too many to count. And it sucks that we don't get to say like everything. But yeah, we're even though we're ripping on some of these little instances, we absolutely love the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so great game. And on top of that, like I said, they're working on updates constantly. So one that I would like to talk about, and probably one of the most important and biggest ones, <clears throat> most influential, is the most recent update, which included an addition that most people thought was already a feature, actually. Uh, during the hunt phase, it was a popular belief that the ghost could hear you while you were talking, and that you needed to remain silent in order for the ghost to not find you, so you could hide efficiently. Turns out that wasn't the case. Outside of the hunt phase, you could had to use your voice in order to get interactions from the ghost, such as spirit box reactions or manifestations. But after the hunt started, that was no longer the case. So this probably led to the belief that that was the case because you used your voice so much. It was a key feature of the game. Why wouldn't it lead into the hunt? But now, you have to stay quiet or the ghost will be able to determine your location and how loud you are will help you or will help the ghost find you. So if you're whispering, the ghost won't hear you as easily as if you're being very loud. So 
You have to sit there in silence in a stressful, high-intensity situation, which may be a challenge for some players of this game, especially if you're some of those people who scream in those situations. <laughs> but I just want to say I did catch on that that wasn't the case because for the past couple weeks that we've been playing I've always been talking and being loud while we're hidden and you guys are always yelling at me to shut up and I wouldn't mainly because it one stressed you guys out but two <laughs> the ghosts never seemed to have found us anytime I was talking so I started to piece together that it may not be as important feature as we thought it was but now I'm wrong now I'm wrong. Yeah, we, we definitely test that out. We had uh, someone be our scapegoat and was just talking. <laughs> and oh, I'm, I'm so mad we didn't get a clip. But basically, to sum it up, his last words were, Hey, is this working? Oh, yes, it's working. It's working. And then nothing. <laughs> then silence. It was so great. Because I think I was actually out of the house at that time because I was getting equipment. And then I came back on the radio and you were like, Yep, it works. I was trying not to hold like hold my laughter in when I heard that because you I've never heard true terror in a while than I did in that in his voice because he just calmly kind of like taunting it has that like snobby attitude and then you immediately know when it turned to him because the sheer terror in his voice when it must have turned around <laughs> was amazing and i loved it so much yeah it was it was really cool and i did test it out myself as well and found that it definitely does work and i, I love this feature honestly oh 100 they did an amazing job with it and to kind of go with that update they also improved the ghost ai now so before you could like be in the next room over and you can hide in closets to like keep you safe. So you could come out, antagonize the ghost, go back in, wait for the hunt face to go up, come out, antagonize the ghost to try to get and hide in the same closet over and over again. Well now, they improved the AI so it knows where you hid last. So when the second hunt begins, you may not necessarily wanna hide in the same place. Now, it's not saying that it will always look in the exact same place you hid. Because, obviously, if you're, like, dead silent, it may not know you were there at all. But if you made some noise that kind of caused it to come at you, and maybe it stopped before the hunt, or, like, it stopped right before it reached you before the hunt ended, and you didn't know, and then you go in that same closet and you talk again, who knows, that ghost might be like, hmm, I remember last time. Let's see how it is. We haven't tested this too thoroughly, so we don't know how accurate the new AI is, but I can tell you from experience, that motherfucker will open doors to find you. Mm -hmm. I was in prison, and I saw the cell door, like immediately the hunt went on, and I was in B block, so there's no way you can hide. You can literally just hide in a cell door. So I went hidden behind a cell door and I was like behind a plant or a sink. I don't know what it was, but like I was holding and I literally saw the cell door directly across from me open. And then I hear all these other cell doors opening like right near me. And then the hunt phase ended and I was like, 
Alright, I need to get out of here as fast as I can. I go down the stairs, hunt phase is starting again. I'm like, this is an aggressive motherfucker. So I went and I hid in the cell and I'm just hearing these cell doors open and shutting, open and shutting. And it opens my cell door. I see for a brief moment a black arm opening that cell door. And then the hunt ends. I was like, oh, by the grace of God, did I survive that hunt. Because that AI knew where I was. He was coming for me. He opened that door. And then the hunt phase ended. And I was like, all right, I need to get out. And like, as I was going out, I was shutting every door in between me and that ghost. So <laughs> if it did go in hunt mode, it had to go through like six line of sights in order to find me. I was like, nope. I'm this close. I'm getting out. I'm not letting this ghost kill me. Yeah, that was that's actually since you mentioned line of sight. Um, that's one thing that I really hated about the last version of this game was there was a time where I was a ghost because I was dead and we were in the prison. And I don't know if you were playing this game. Actually, it was a group of us, though, and everyone was running. The hunt mode just happened. So the ghost spawned at the other end of the cell room. Uh, block B or A or whatever one it was and they're running so they're at the door and they the ghost is heading towards them they can see them they shut the door and as soon as they shut the door the ghost just turns to the right and just starts searching um, prison cells and I'm like you, they're right there like they're behind that door just, go, just keep going so that annoyed me but now that the ghost searches the last seen location that's going to make it a little more tricky because if you run into a room while it's following you, the ghost probably knows what room you're in and will most likely check it. So then you have to hide behind stuff. So that's a really cool feature, and it's going to make it a little more difficult, which I think it actually happened to me once yesterday. We were traveling through the high school, and I was going, and I open up. I could hear the, the heartbeat behind me or across the hall, so I'm like, shit, I got to go. I dive into a room, I jump to the back of the room, hide behind like a little corner of a bookshelf. And of course I hear the door open. I'm like, oh shit, shit. And the ghost comes right up to me and gets me. And I'm just like, yeah, he knew where I was. That was rough. Yeah, that happened to me too in the high school is someone was, I went in a room, closed the door and someone was like, wait, I'm coming. So I <laughs> opened the door and shut it and they got in but immediately as they came in i like i died so i let the ghost that i let the ghost in <laughs> but this just goes to yeah this just goes to show you that like phasmophobia is listening and like just adding these two key new features when we played it it was almost like playing the game over again obviously we didn't have as much like like I said, when I first ever played it, the intense atmosphere, and like I immediately would start shaking, my heart would start racing, especially if I was left alone. I was like, like I felt my heart rate going up. Now if I'm left alone, yeah, it's still creepy, but I don't get that scared as I did when I first started. But like features like this that will make the game slightly harder now. So even veterans like us that kind of knew that we kind of would play like that whole line of sight thing because we knew like oh we can run and then shut the door and be like oh we're safe now that's not really the case so now you actually have to like be prepared and be like oh you actually have to look for escape routes and stuff like that 
yeah, makes it a little trickier. It's awesome. And going back, so obviously it's updating and a lot of people will have ideas like, oh, I think you should add this, add this, add this. Like everyone always has some thoughts on it and obviously they can't add everything they um, that you would want. But going off of some of the stuff, like I said, with the infrared sensor and stuff like that, I just wish they made... So in the game, you can take photos of evidence and you get money. So I would like it if in order to like maybe make people use the sound sensors or the motion sensors, the infrared sensors, obviously for like the infrared sensors, it has to be the ghost that trips it. I don't know if there's a way to like code that in. That oh, might yeah. be hard. There, it but, would actually probably be very simple because this game was coded in Unity. And I, I know of a few methods that would probably actually easily be able to tell whether it was a ghost that tripped it or a person. So very doable. Uh, so whenever something like that gets tripped, if you take a picture of it, maybe it gives you evidence. Maybe that's a thing right now and I'm just ignorant because we don't use those things. <laughs> but something that makes you want to use those sensors, like gives you an incentive, or even if it's like the sound sensor, even if it just like maybe a little thing at the end, it's like using sensors, you get like an extra $5 for every unique sensor or like every sensor that gets tripped by a ghost. So if you use all four motion sensors and it trips all four motion sensors, boom, $20 right there. Use a sound sensor or maybe like they had to do it so it's like in one room or like the unique sensor, so like the infrared, the motion, the sound. So even if you, that's an additional $15 you can get every time, or even make it $10 that, but you have to get the ghost to do something to trip it. So it gives you incentive like, oh, we should use these. Or maybe like the photo evidence where you actually have to take pictures, maybe there's something for video evidence now. So like if you catch the ghost on video camera, you can get it, but then on the sidetrack, maybe the ghosts are more aggressive towards video cameras. So it will go and like, it can break your camera. And so you have the potential to lose it unless you like hide it or something like that. I don't know. I, I feel like there just needs to be a little more incentive to use all of the equipment than just the simple objectives mm -hmm. that give you $10 for doing it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, one thing I would really like or actually, one thing I do love in this new beta that they took out is the fact that the objective for Dirty Water has been taken out. It will still be a photo evidence, but it is no longer necessary for you to complete all your objectives of a hunt, which yeah. I love because if you didn't get a ghost in a room with a sink, it was very difficult to lure them into a a sink room and get them to change the water to be dirty so i'm very glad that they they removed or they move removed that portion of it that was probably one of my biggest pet peeves something especially if you're in like a large map like asylum mm -hmm. where there's like yes. hardly any like there's a few bathrooms but it's like very few in between mm -hmm. i don't know what else i would exactly want taken off because that was probably one of my biggest things and i already complained about the fact that we have Sometimes very shy ghosts. But th those were my, my biggest concerns about the game. I want to know... 
Because hmm. I, I like the Ouija board, and I like that it doesn't spawn every time, mm-hmm. but... I wish there was an indicator maybe in the van, kind of like how the ghost is like, oh, it may like you alone or together. Obviously, maybe get rid of it again for like professional, but I feel like in the the media or amateur, it's like, huh, there's been rumors that there's a way to communicate with the ghost at this location, Mm. meaning there's a Ouija board here, but it doesn't tell you where it's here. Like just something, a little hint like that. Because sometimes people will spend the whole time like trying to search for it. But if you're in like a large room like the asylum, high school, even medium ones like the high school prison, if you like learn of that though, you might be like, oh, maybe we should check some more rooms out real quick to narrow it down. Like just a little hint like that I think would be nice. Right. I agree. So let's talk about Phasmophobia's future a little bit because this is a co-op multiplayer game online and you obviously know my opinions on multiplayer games on their longevity and the replayability value as well as just overall gameplay value I guess so I want to know what your opinion is on if you think Phasmophobia will survive in the future or if it will be drowned in the sea of indie games that are to come So Phasmophobia, as of right now, I think it's doing what it should be doing. Especially with this update, like immediately once this update came, it got veteran players like us to immediately want to play this again. And especially for an indie developer, you need to have updates. So kind of how we mentioned like Fall Guys earlier. Now they are on season three and they kind of are keep going and they may have some players that stick around now. But for me, I don't play Fall Guys almost at all anymore because the first season was just so long. The maps never changed. So it was like you would get to certain maps and you're like, oh, I'm at this map again. Like there, And if you fall behind, like you make one mistake, you're like, oh, you lost. There was no chance to recover. So it's like after you play so many times, you kind of just like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I stopped playing Fall Guys after one playthrough of Season 2. So that's – I'm in the same boat as you for that. Yeah, I played Season 2. Like I played it a few times to try the new maps. And like there was a couple good ones. And then I was like, all right, I got my fill. And then mm-hmm. Season 3 came out, did the same thing because it's not keeping me here. Where Phasmophobia with updates like this that actually change your experience. It's like, oh, okay, so now it's actually trickier. So that's why for me, a lot of the things that I would like to see is a reason to use the equipment more. Maybe add a specific ghost or add evidence. Like make it an evidence thing that it's sending off motion sensors or like the sound sensors and like you have to wait for the sound sensors to go out maybe go back to the van and listen to the audio recordings to see if you actually captured anything and that could be an evidence now so you actually are forced to use those and then that would make the game harder or or even like more interactive because now you have so many things you have to use because as of right now i don't use parabolic mic I don't use the motion sensors unless it's an objective. I don't use sound sensors anymore. 
I don't use infrared sensors. I don't even use smudge sticks unless it's an objective or crucifixes. Well, crucifixes I use more. But like, so just use something more like that. And what's funny is we always complain sometimes about the ghost being so aggressive, but I hardly ever use the sanity pills either. Yeah. Maybe put something a little more detrimental than just like zero sanity. Maybe it warps your like sense of sight or something. So it makes you have to use the pills because if it's just aggressive, it's like, oh, once I hit zero percent, I could just wait in the right. van then. Almost like maybe a it gives you type thing where when you're starting to lose sanity, you get a little wavy and you start seeing things. We could do something, they could yeah. do something like that. I just want updates, I guess, to force me to use some of the equipment. I know some people may not like that, but I just feel like not it uses so much equipment and it has some good properties. But the fact that a lot of times I use the exact same three equipment for every hunt gets me a little bit. That's why I always bring a camera and something else because I'm just constantly trying to take pictures or I don't use the equipments because I'm just like and this like everyone is picking the same equipment so it's like but then it's like oh i want to try to use a parabolic mic but it's like i can't really use it unless i'm in a large place because i'll just pick up everything at small maps right so if it it's updating in the right direction and it didn't wait too long because it got its popularity and it didn't really want to change too much during its popularity when prison came out a lot of people came back for prison when this update comes out i guarantee you it's going to bring people back but those updates weren't too far apart unlike other games and so if they keep this steady up and i don't i think they should focus on this game maybe once they get a good steady following they can go to another game but what i feel like a lot of indie games do is they'll focus on one game and then they're like oh we got a success let's now build our another game and then they kind of lose that like they lose that game because it doesn't update as frequently because a lot of people want new things because once you play it so much it does get a little repetitive yeah but so far right now phasmophobia is doing a great job and i hope it does but i've seen so many indie games fall because they don't Unfortunately, I know it. it's probably hard for indie games compared to the AAA games. I 100% get that. But if they can just focus on this, like they have this baby game and it's maturing so well. If they can just get it to be fully grown and just have a constant right. flux of people, then they can start doing a little more things. And I think that would be great. I think as of right now, they are heading in the right direction. So a few things I want to say, like you said, um, a lot of indie games tend to go towards a different game after a few months or whatever. So the thing with that is I get it because after you sell your game initially, you're no longer making money. You, Unless you're having like a subscription fee or something of those lines, you're no longer making money after that initial sale. So I get why they would move on, but I'm glad Phasmophobia is continuing to still update and not move on to a new project yet. Although... I think straight from the get-go, Phasmophobia set themselves up for a really rough future because it is a horror game. And horror games tend to lose replayability value after a few run-throughs because you know what to expect. So that's going to make it really hard for people to continue coming back even after they create more maps and more equipment. The equipment, I think, would help a lot. New maps, I think, are going to help a lot less than equipment would because new maps are the same thing different location whereas equipment 
will be a new way to play the game in the old places that you're familiar with. So I think, like you said, equipment would definitely set it in the right direction. It would add a lot more to the game. So people won't have the same equipment when going in. You can have someone with completely different equipment sets. And if they change up or add more ghosts, they will be able to use, like, the parabolic microphone can only pick up certain types of ghosts or this and that. So it would force people to grab a, an array of equipment so they can find the ghost in the right area. Because, for example, yeah. we, we know where a ghost is going to be with the thermometer because once it gets below a certain temperature, we know, even if it's not going to go freezing. Whereas maybe there's a ghost that doesn't affect temperature, but you only can hear him or her. So you, they need different ways to keep the game fresh as well as implement different roles as ghost hunters. And I think that's what would help create a better future for Phasmophobia. But like I said, I think they're set up for failure in the future regardless, just because it is a horror-based game. And See, I can see that being a damper, but because it's not like... Yes, it does build off of jump scares and stuff like that, but the whole... It's more about the investigation port part. So if they add the new equipment or... I want to... Now that we're talking about it... I feel like the new evidence would be better because right now you have six main evidence and like you said, like freezing temps, like say you're in a room and you've been there for a while, you can knock off freezing temps so you can narrow down what ghost it is based on what's not there because there's only six types of evidence you can get. Now, if you add more to that, like the, like you said, the sound thing now, so like I said, with the sound alarm or the parabolic microphone, maybe there's that is now a new piece of evidence. So now they didn't even have to add new equipment. They just added a new evidence. So it makes hunting more intuitive. If they make the hunting aspect better and better, it doesn't matter that it's a horror game. People will come back because there's going to be so many different challenges now you can do with like doing sound only, light only. See. Like You're going to make the community make your game for you by doing that if you focus more on the hunting aspect more than the horror aspect it will become more than just a horror game it will become a investi investigative game now and i think that will help keep its longevity over the fact that it's a horror game see i would still tend to disagree with you a little bit because i still think it's going to be a huge uphill battle because even if you add a bunch of evidence it's only going to take a few weeks for the players to run through all the scenarios, which would then make it a repetitive game where you're constantly fighting an uphill battle to continue to add more evidence, to continue to add. And then that would eventually start to make the game too large, and you'd have way too many options. So there's a fine balance to once you get to a certain amount of evidence, the game's going to be... There's going to be way too many options for you to investigate. So then it's going to become more cumbersome than it is fun. So once they hit a threshold, I think the game's going to fizzle out when it comes to evidence. And then they could add ghosts to change it up. But then you only can add so many different types of ghosts before you have too many different combinations. And it's just, I think they're set up for failure. But I don't think it really matters all that much because they got their money. It gave them opportunities, more skill sets, and they're going to be able to create more games in the future. But I just think 
it was it's only going to have a few more good months of running before they start running out of options maybe they'll go a whole year but i think it will fizzle out very quick oversaturate themselves with the possibilities although i hope it I doesn't like happen it... i hope the best for them that's just my prediction of this game and like i said i'm no i'm not an expert this is all just my speculation yeah that i think whenever you make a horror game it's almost always going to be like an uphill battle especially if you are relying on like jump scares like the whole slenderman formula that people coined but that's why i said if they focus more on the hunting it will help their longevity not saying that like you said it's probably not going to always go out but if they improve that even if they make another game improve tweaks here and there they will see a boom every time because like this will be a game i think even if i don't play it very like if i start losing interest in a few months with like a lot of like horror games and stuff it will definitely be a game though like once it comes october once it comes that spooky season where everyone loves horror games this one as long as they keep the updates nice and like they fix bugs and stuff like that this will be always a game I come back to. And I think that's what I hope they keep it. So it's not the fact that they have to keep it constantly updating, but just enough that when you go back to it, it's like, oh, this is nice. They fixed this or something like that. Something that will still bring me back to it. Even if it's like a big update and it only brings me back for a few weeks, I would still enjoy it if it did that. Yeah, and this is definitely going to be a game that will every Halloween time it's going to have a good resurgence on Twitch. 100%. And before we keep rattling off yeah. on our opinions... We could probably go off for a while. <laughs> I'll leave you with the question of the day, which, honestly, if you guys would be... I would really love to hear you guys' opinion. If you could create a new ghost, what would it be, and how would it react to the players? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. So I'm going to, I wish I could give credit to whoever I saw this on Twitter. I'm If you happen to hear this and you know, please tell me and I will 100% give you credit for this. But someone, it was called like the Wandering Bell. And it was like a bride ghost that has a bell. So like whenever, instead of like the heartbeat, you would hear a bell. And I think that would just make it that much creepier like just hearing a random bell every now and then and i don't know i think that would just add be a little creepy i don't know what else features but i just like the whole that whole bell aspect so like if instead of like popping up or whispering in your ear you would hear a bell chime and you're like oh god like it's a silent ghost but it makes it noise with the bell so it would make it all that more creepy so i don't have uh, an answer to this at the moment. I might post on Twitter or something eventually. I don't have one. But I will say with the Wandering Bell, wouldn't a ghost event just give away the ghost right away? Like, you wouldn't even have to search for evidence. Ooh, that would be right. Unless they had multiple bell ghosts. Anyway, not not really a, a big thing, but uh, I just thought. But that would be cool. That would be creepy. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to end off with some facts. I only have two for us today. but um, So one of them is, apparently, according to some people who went digging into the code of the game, some trigger words that 
some people might not know as trigger words are commonly used cuss words like in high um, intensity scenarios like fuck or shit things like that will cause the ghost to get more aggressive so when you're spooked and you decide to cuss just know you might be adding to the anger of the ghost and make it a little more difficult and another fact the last fact is the only ghost that can be 100% confirmed with only two pieces of evidence is the poltergeist which you need fingerprints and ghost orbs which we have determined that we figured that out a couple times with just going through and like hey we only have fingerprints and ghost orbs and we're like holy shit we already know the ghost so that's a cool little thing which also shows why we need a little more ghost or a little more evidence because you're able to figure out poltergeist with only two but that's all i have for us today so make sure you Email us if you have any questions, concerns, recommendations uh, at weepspawn at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at weepspawn. That'll be all from us. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weepspawn.